0: Welcome to Eulalia's Scintillating Thoughts Podcast. On today, I want to talk about trusting God and following instructions. I've heard it said, God has a sense of humor. I can certainly agree with that because there's been times when the very thing I thought or even declared I would never do I found myself doing those things. It's like God saying, Oh, you said you would never, or you said you didn't like this person or these people, and they end up being what God uses to bless me or get me to where I'm trying to go or help me to obtain what it is that I need. Sometimes we find that God uses non-traditional methods. He doesn't always do things the way we want him to or the way we think he should. I'm reminded of Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As I think about that, I am reminded of 2 Kings chapter 5. And in 2 Kings chapter 5, we read about Naaman. The Bible describes Naaman as a commander of the army of the king of Aram. So when I look at that, I understand that Naaman was a leader the Bible describes him as a great man. He was a great man and he was highly regarded. But with all of these characteristics, being a leader, being highly regarded, being great, the Bible says, but he had leprosy. And so when I think about that and I think about all of these great characteristics that Naaman possessed, I understand that you can be all of these things. You can be great. You can be a leader. You can uh, be highly regarded. You can have all of these characteristics, but still have issues that only God can heal, that only God can address. So leprosy, when I read about leprosy, I understand that leprosy produces skin ulcers. So I can't imagine being in this position, having this responsibility, but still dealing with such a debilitating disease. So it causes skin ulcers, nerve damage, muscle weakness. And if it isn't treated, it can cause disfigurement and disability. And so Naaman here is in this position. He is dealing with these other issues and still trying to function. I can't imagine how that is. And I'm sure all of us, um, who may be in leadership, your mother, your father, your pastor, um, you're a deacon in your church. You're a preacher. Um, you are a business executive. You're a business owner. Here it is. You know, you're achieving such great things yet. You have these issues that come to weigh you down, but we have to understand that despite these issues. And if we, or despite these characteristics, you can be all of that. You can have all of these great things going for you, but we all have issues that we must address and we must allow God to assist us with. And so Naaman learns about Elisha, the prophet, and he's encouraged to go and see Elisha so he could be cured of his leprosy. And so Naaman gets permission to go And he is on his way. He's on his way with the expectation that he is going to be healed, that this thing that has been bothering him, that this thing he's been suffering with is finally going to come to an end. And so when he gets to where Elisha is, Elisha sends him some instructions And I've heard it said before that the anointing is in the instructions. You know, a lot of times when we cook or we are baking and we're following a recipe um, or we're following the directions, the directions will say for best results, follow the instructions. So here it is. We see that Elisha gives Naaman these instructions. He tells him, go. Go. Wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. When I look at that, that is the news that Naaman has been waiting for. He has been wanting to know, how can I be restored? How can I be healed? And here we see Elisha gives him Specific instructions and it is my prayer today that as you've been seeking the Lord for healing or you've been seeking the Lord for this particular thing that God would give you specific instructions that he will tell you exactly what it is that you need to know in order to receive what you need to receive the healing or receive the answers to the prayers that you've been praying. So he tells him, go watch seven times. He's specific on what it is that he needs to do. And we see the opposite response. We would think that with Naaman receiving those instructions, that he would be excited, that he would um, be willing to go and do what God is instructing him to do that. He would do it in a hurry, but we see the opposite. He doesn't do it in a hurry. He's not excited about what God has said. He, he, as a matter of fact, the scripture lets us know that he gets mad. He gets upset because he envisioned a different process. When we look at the text again, in second Kings chapter five, verse 11, it says, but Naaman went away angry and said, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. So here it is. We see that Naaman got upset because he envisioned a different process. He saw something totally different. He thought that You know, Elisha would come and and he would stand and call on the name of the Lord, wave his hand over the spot, and he'd be cured of his leprosy. He did not like the method in which God was using. He saw it differently and he didn't like the method. And so when we think about that, I know that there's been times in my own life when I envision God doing something a certain way and he didn't do it the way that I thought that he should do it. I envisioned this happening or that happening and it didn't happen that way. And maybe you're the same way. You're you are seeking God for a certain thing, healing, restoration, a door being open, a way being made. But yet God uh you or you envision him doing it this way, but yet God is deciding to do it another way. And it's upsetting. It is mind-boggling. It is causing you to to have so much anxiety about the situation. Then we see also um, where Naaman um, didn't like the method. You know, he envisioned it one way. He didn't like the method that God was using. He says in the scripture, um, verse twelve, where he says, "Are not abana and." Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than any of the waters of Israel, could not wash in them and be cleansed. So he turned and he went off in a rage. So he didn't like the method in which God was using. He felt like God could do it another way. He didn't like the particular waters that um, the prophet had given him instructions to go and wash in Um, He wanted to, you know, could not go wash, could not, could not go and do it this way. Why, why do I have to do it that way? And so instead of obeying, he got upset and he did not do what he was told. He went off, the Bible says, in a rage. He was mad. And so when I think about, and even um, in my imagination, thinking about or envisioning Naaman storming off, I said to myself, oh my God, he got upset. He didn't like the method. It wasn't the way that he thought God was going to do it. And he left and still didn't get what he He needed. He left in a rage, didn't get what he needed, and was still suffering with leprosy. And when I think about that, how many of us are still where we are because of disobedience? We don't like what God said. We don't like the way that God is deciding to bless us or deciding to bring about what it is that we need or what it is that we asked him for. Because we feel like, Lord, it has got to be a better way. So then we continue in what we're in, never seeing what God said because we won't follow his instructions because we want to tell God how it should be done. So we're a lot, sometimes, excuse me, we're a lot like Naaman. And so we can't judge Naaman because sometimes we find ourselves in the same place, maybe not dealing with the same issue, but we find ourselves in the same place because we're being disobedient because we're receiving instructions from God, but we're not obeying the instructions. We're not following out the plan and so we're never seeing the manifestation of God's blessing in our lives because we're not following the plan or the instructions of God. And so we continue reading in verse 13 and the servant, Naaman's servant says, he goes to him and he said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more than when he tells you? Wash and be cleansed. So the servant comes to Naaman and he's letting him know, you know, you think that God is going to do it one way, but God does it another way. Or maybe you think that you're too good to wash in this particular place. You want to wash in this place because you feel like you're above this or above that. And sometimes we feel like we're above the instructions of God. You know, surely God wouldn't have me lower myself in such a way. But God has a way of humbling us. He has a way of humbling us and keeping us from thinking more highly of ourselves than we should. We think that, you know, it should be some great thing. But what if it's not so great? What if God is telling you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due time he will exalt you? And there are times when God will cause us or God will bring us to a place of humility to receive what he has for us. So but God knows, as I'm saying, he knows how to humble us. You and, and here it is. We know God on one level, but God is desiring to reveal himself to us on another level. And so after the servant tells Naaman, you know, um, how much more then when he tells you to wash And be cleansed. You're not going to receive the healing, the blessing, the favor, the open door that you want to receive being upset with God or acting and walking in pride. You have to humble yourself. And so the Bible says that Naaman went down. He got humble and he dipped himself in the Jordan seven times following the specific instructions that God had given him. And his flesh was restored and he became clean like that of a young boy. So when Naaman decided to swallow his pride, when Naaman decided and he understood that his ways are not God's ways and that no matter how great you think you are or what level you're on, you're not above the instructions of God and that even great people Great men, great women, people in high places who are highly regarded, even those people have to humble themselves and understand that there are times when God will bring you low to lift you high. And so when he swallowed his pride and decided to follow the instructions of God, he received his healing. Not only did he receive his healing, but he was, as the scripture said, he was restored. He became clean like that of a young boy. How much more does God want to do in in our lives when we humble ourselves and follow the instructions of God? And many times we're saying, well, I'm not hearing from God. I'm not hearing from God. God is not saying anything. And many times God is not saying anything because he's already said it. And because we have not followed the instructions that God has already given us, we're not seeing the manifestation of the restoration, of the blessing, of the healing, of the favor, of the open doors that we want to see. And so God is not going to say anything until we follow what he has already said. And so you knew God on one particular level, but God is desiring to reveal himself to you on another level. It may not be what you're used to. It may not be the way that you want. It may not be uh, the way that you think he should. You may feel that God could have chosen a different way. God, you could have chose a different way to heal my marriage. You could have chose a different way to save my child. You could have chose a different way to do this, that, or the other. But remember that his thoughts are not your thoughts and his ways are not your ways. He knows the thoughts that he thinks toward you. And whatever he is requiring of you, remember, he has a greater plan to bring you out victorious. He'll never require anything of you. And not have something great in mind for you. So we have to trust the plan even when we can't see it. We got to trust him when we can't trace him. So even when we can't see it or we um, don't know what it means, we have to trust the plan. We have to follow the instructions of God so that we can see the manifestation of his glory. And when we follow his plan... When we obey him, we will see the manifestation and we will know him in a greater way. Well, that's our podcast for today. May the blessing of the Lord make you rich and add no sorrow. Until next time, this is Eulalia with my scintillating thoughts. Be blessed. Welcome to Eulalia's Scintillating Thoughts Podcast. On today, I want to talk about trusting God and following instructions. I've heard it said, God has a sense of humor. I can certainly agree with that because there's been times when the very thing I thought or even declared I would never do I found myself doing those things. It's like God saying, oh, you said you would never, or you said you didn't like this person or these people. And they end up being what God uses to bless me or get me to where I'm trying to go or help me to obtain what it is that I need. Sometimes we find that God uses non-traditional methods He doesn't always do things the way we want him to or the way we think he should. I'm reminded of Isaiah 55 verses 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As I think about that, I am reminded of second Kings chapter five. And in second Kings chapter five, we read about Naaman. The Bible describes Naaman as a commander of the army of the king of Aram. So when I look at that, I understand that Naaman was a leader the Bible describes him as a great man. He was a great man and he was highly regarded. But with all of these characteristics, being a leader, being highly regarded, being great, the Bible says, but he had leprosy. And so when I think about that, and I think about all of these great characteristics that Naaman possessed, I understand that you can be all of these things. You can be great. You can be a leader. You can uh, be highly regarded. You can have all of these characteristics, but still have issues that only God can heal, that only God can address. So leprosy, when I read about leprosy, I understand that leprosy produces skin ulcers. So I can't imagine being in this position, having this responsibility, but still dealing with such a debilitating disease. So it causes skin ulcers, nerve damage, muscle weakness. And if it isn't treated, it can cause disfigurement and disability. And so Naaman here is in this position. He is dealing with these other issues and still trying to function. I can't imagine how that is. And I'm sure all of us, um, who may be in leadership, your mother, your father, your pastor, um, you're a deacon in your church. You're a preacher. Um, you are a business executive. You're a business owner. Here it is. You know, you're achieving such great things yet. You have these issues that come to weigh you down, but we have to understand that despite these issues. And if we, or despite these characteristics, you can be all of that. You can have all of these great things going for you, but we all have issues that we must address and we must allow God to assist us with. And so Naaman learns about Elisha, the prophet, and he's encouraged to go and see Elisha so he could be cured of his leprosy. And so Naaman gets permission to go And he is on his way. He's on his way with the expectation that he is going to be healed. That this thing that has been bothering him, that this thing he's been suffering with is finally going to come to an end. And so when he gets to where Elisha is, Elisha sends him some instructions. And I've heard it said before that the anointing is in the instructions. You know, a lot of times when we cook or we are baking and we're following a recipe um, or we're following the directions, the directions will say for best results, follow the instructions. So here it is. We see that Elisha gives Naaman these instructions. He tells him, go. Go. Wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. When I look at that, that is the news that Naaman has been waiting for. He has been wanting to know, how can I be restored? How can I be healed? And here we see Elisha gives him. Specific instructions and it is my prayer today that as you've been seeking the Lord for healing or you've been seeking the Lord for this particular thing that God would give you specific instructions that he will tell you exactly what it is that you need to know in order to receive what you need to receive the healing Or receive the answers to the prayers that you've been praying. So he tells him, go watch seven times. He's specific on what it is that he needs to do. And we see the opposite response. We would think that with Naaman receiving those instructions, that he would be excited, that he would um, be willing to go and do what God is instructing him to do that. He would do it in a hurry, but we see the opposite. He doesn't do it in a hurry. He's not excited about what God has said. He, he, as a matter of fact, the scripture lets us know that he gets mad. He gets upset because he envisioned a different process. When we look at the text again, in second Kings chapter five, Verse 11, it says, but Naaman went away angry and said, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. So here it is. We see that Naaman got upset because he envisioned a different process. He saw something totally different. He thought that You know, Elisha would come and and he would stand and call on the name of the Lord, wave his hand over the spot, and he'd be cured of his leprosy. He did not like the method in which God was using. He saw it differently and he didn't like the method. And so when we think about that, I know that there's been times in my own life when I envision God doing something a certain way and he didn't do it the way that I thought that he should do it. I envisioned this happening or that happening and it didn't happen that way. And maybe you're the same way. You're you are seeking God for a certain thing, healing, restoration, a door being opened, a way being made. But yet God uh you or you envision him doing it this way, but yet God is deciding to do it another way. And it's upsetting. It is mind boggling. It is causing you to, to have so much anxiety about the situation. Then we see also, um, where Naaman, um, didn't like the method, you know, he envisioned it one way. He didn't like the method that God was using. He says in the scripture, um, verse 12, where he says, are not a and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than any of the waters of Israel, could not wash in them and be cleansed. So he turned and he went off in a rage. So he didn't like the method in which God was using. He felt like God could do it another way. He didn't like the particular waters that um, the prophet had given him instructions to go and wash in Um, He wanted to, you know, could not go wash, could not, could not go and do it this way. Why, why do I have to do it that way? And so instead of obeying, he got upset and he did not do what he was told. He went off, the Bible says, in a rage. He was mad. And so when I think about, and even um, in my imagination, thinking about or envisioning Naaman storming off, I said to myself, oh my God, he got upset. He didn't like the method. It wasn't the way that he thought God was going to do it. And he left and still didn't get what he He needed. He left in a rage, didn't get what he needed, and was still suffering with leprosy. And when I think about that, how many of us are still where we are because of disobedience? We don't like what God said. We don't like the way that God is deciding to bless us or deciding to bring about what it is that we need or what it is that we asked him for. Because we feel like, Lord, it has got to be a better way. So then we continue in what we're in, never seeing what God said because we won't follow his instructions because we want to tell God how it should be done. So we're a lot, sometimes, excuse me, we're a lot like Naaman. And so we can't judge Naaman because sometimes we find ourselves in the same place, maybe not dealing with the same issue, but we find ourselves in the same place because we're being disobedient because we're receiving instructions from God, but we're not obeying the instructions. We're not following out the plan. And so we're never seeing the manifestation of God's blessing in our lives because we're not following the plan or the instructions of God. And so we continue reading in verse 13 and the servant, Naaman's servant says, he goes to him and he said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more than when he tells you, wash And be cleansed. So the servant comes to Naaman and he's letting him know, you know, you think that God is going to do it one way, but God does it another way. Or maybe you think that you're too good to wash in this particular place. You want to wash in this place because you feel like you're above this or above that. And sometimes we feel like we're above the instructions of God. You know, surely God wouldn't have me lower myself in such a way. But God has a way of humbling us. He has a way of humbling us and keeping us from thinking more highly of ourselves than we should. We think that, you know, it should be some great thing. But what if it's not so great? What if God is telling you, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due time, he will exalt you. And there are times when God will cause us or God will bring us to a place of humility to receive what he has for us. So but God knows, as I'm saying, he knows how to humble us. You and and here it is. We know God on one level, but God is desiring to reveal himself to us on another level. And so after the servant tells Naaman, you know, um, how much more then when he tells you to wash And be cleansed. You're not going to receive the healing, the blessing, the favor, the open door that you want to receive being upset with God or acting and walking in pride. You have to humble yourself. And so the Bible says that Naaman went down. He got humble and he dipped himself in the Jordan seven times following the specific instructions that God had given him. And his flesh was restored and he became clean like that of a young boy. So when Naaman decided to swallow his pride, when Naaman decided and he understood that his ways are not God's ways and that no matter how great you think you are or what level you're on, you're not above the instructions of God and that even great people, Great men, great women, people in high places who are highly regarded, even those people have to humble themselves and understand that there are times when God will bring you low to lift you high. And so when he swallowed his pride and decided to follow the instructions of God, he received his healing Not only did he receive his healing, but he was, as the scripture said, he was restored. He became clean like that of a young boy. How much more does God want to do in in our lives when we humble ourselves and follow the instructions of God? And many times we're saying, well, I'm not hearing from God. I'm not hearing from God. God is not saying anything. And many times God is not saying anything because he's already said it. And because we have not followed the instructions that God has already given us, we're not seeing the manifestation of the restoration, of the blessing, of the healing, of the favor, of the open doors that we want to see. And so God is not going to say anything until we follow what he has already said. And so you knew God on one particular level, but God is desiring to reveal himself to you on another level. It may not be what you're used to. It may not be the way that you want. It may not be uh, the way that you think he should. You may feel that God could have chosen a different way. God, you could have chose a different way to heal my marriage. You could have chosen a different way to save my child. You could have chose a different way to do this, that, or the other. But remember that his thoughts are not your thoughts and his ways are not your ways. He knows the thoughts that he thinks toward you and whatever he is requiring of you. Remember, he has a greater plan to bring you out victorious. He'll never require anything of you. And not have something great in mind for you. So we have to trust the plan even when we can't see it. We got to trust him when we can't trace him. So even when we can't see it or we um don't know what it means, we have to trust the plan. We have to follow the instructions of God so that we can see the manifestation of his glory. And when we follow his plan... When we obey him, we will see the manifestation and we will know him in a greater way. Well, that's our podcast for today. May the blessing of the Lord make you rich and add no sorrow. Until next time, this is Eulalia with my scintillating thoughts. Be blessed.